You're listening to the Thunder Post Game Show on 107.7 The Franchise. Welcome in. The Franchise First Take Thunder Post Game Show. Dealing with some uh, technical difficulties here. Okay, we are good. We are good. I can hear myself, and everything is fantastic. Everything's fantastic tonight because the Thunder absolutely um, put the beat down on the Houston Rockets tonight here at the Paycom Center. But I am Matt Burton here on your as your host on the franchise first take Thunder Post Game Show, joined as always by Drake and Josh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We got Drake Vitito back in the franchise studios, Josh Connett here with me, and we are at Flint Restaurant underneath the Colcord Hotel as we are every single home game. Uh, shout out to Tulio, uh, taking great, great care of us uh, at the bar tonight. I went with the steak frites. Josh went with the ribeye. Absolutely fantastic vibes here at Flint. Yeah, it's amazing here. It always is. The food is spectacular. Um, the service is amazing. And just great vibes. Just great vibes all around. All the people. Day after Valentine's Day, they still got roses on the table. It doesn't matter. They're still in the loving mood. Yes. The, the love is endless here uh, at Flint. So come on out. Uh, say what's up to Tulio behind the bar. Get you some great food and some great drinks. They got TVs all around here as well, so you can watch whatever you want on that. But, gentlemen, uh, first off, I, I got to check in with Drake. Drake, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, guys. I was uh, I was a little on the ropes this evening just because Jerry didn't let us know we had post game until, like, the 11th hour. But uh, I didn't know if I should go back home to Blanchard or up to Stillwater because I was in Norman today. But uh, lo and behold, I'm here, and I'm ready to uh, talk about this game, which was really, really gross. <laughs> it was it was really gross, uh, especially for uh, one team in particular, the Houston Rockets. Um, listen, I, I will I will go into my diatribe um, about the Houston Rockets later. That's a little uh, <laughs> that's, good. that's a little foreshadowing. I'll be right for, there with you for a certain segment uh, that we like to call. Uh, the checking of the vibes. Um, that's a little bit of foreshadowing there. Um, but f- as far as the Thunder tonight, man, I, I don't really have a ton of complaints. There's not a whole lot of complaints uh, to be had when you win a game by, what is that, 37 points um, at home and sending yourself into the All-Star break on an absolute high note. Um, but, Josh, I mean, just general uh, takeaways from this beatdown. It's just a really great send-off. Uh, we know Houston played... Uh, OKC in that back-to-back play, played each other in a little series, lost the first one, then scored career-higher, uh, uh, sorry, franchise-high points, 153, 152, something like that. Uh, but they just wanted to beat them twice really bad, apparently. That that loss stayed with them. They had to beat them twice really, really bad. And the perfect send-off, like you said, to the All-Star weekend. Thunder's got three players going there. They're looking to show out. They should have four. <clears throat> sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's just a great send-off. Great, great getting ready for a little break for these guys. I think uh, I think the Thunder did their job tonight. I think they know that they're better than this Houston team. Uh, and looking back at it, I have no idea how this Thunder team lost to the Rockets twice this year. We're just going to forget about those two yeah. times, though. <laughs> um, and, it, and it really happened in the very first quarter. You could see just the body language of Houston. They got three techs. In the first quarter, just just really poor leadership all around. I'm very I'm I, I got pissed off at this game, and it's because of the Rockets. Because <laughs> I just I just remember um, 
uh, the past couple months before the season started, everyone started. Every the national media was calling the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, the stain of the NBA, uh, the way they were tanking unabashedly last season. And I'm looking at this Rockets team like, guys, this Rockets team legitimately has a chance to be the worst team record-wise three straight seasons. And you have the gonads to call the Oklahoma City Thunder, a team that is literally sitting in the sole possession of that 10th spot right now in the Western Conference, which wasn't, which is enough to get them in the play-in. You have the gonads to call the Oklahoma City Thunder, this squad, a stain in the NBA. It, it's bad, but lo and behold, the Thunder did not play down to their competition tonight. They took care, took care of business. Every single person for the Thunder, I can't remember, I think it was 13, 13 players. I think it's first time in Thunder history where everyone scores four or more. Um, they got whatever they wanted tonight, and I'm glad they didn't play down to the competition because they are way leagues better than this Houston Rockets team. They they absolutely are, and you're absolutely right. They did not play down to their competition uh, at all. I mean, just going through some stats here, uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, uh, leading scorer tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder, 29 points, uh, did not play at all in the in the fourth quarter. No need uh, for any of that to add insult to injury there, but 29 points through three quarters, six assists, uh, two rebounds, was 8 of 16 from the field, uh, missed two threes that he took, but 13 of 15 from the line. So, I mean, it, it pretty much just, again, what we kind of expect out of Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He's going to get to the free throw line a ton, and he's going to be very efficient, which he was not against uh, the Pelicans on Monday night. Monday night, whenever we uh, we were talking about that, it was a little bit uncharacteristic. I mean, I think he was, I think he was eight of twenty-one. So I mean, equaled his his field goal made his field goals made uh, from Monday. But I mean, just a, a much higher percentage, uh, eight of sixteen, which is what we're absolutely used to uh, from Shea. Yeah, a lot less minutes tonight, obviously, with the beatdown happening. I'm not sure if he played a minute in the fourth quarter. I don't think he did. Um, he had 29 minutes tonight. Usually he's over that, obviously. But 29 points, 29 minutes, uh, 50% from the field. I do feel like the assists, he had six of them. I thought he had a lot more, if I'm being honest. Like I felt like he was dishing it quite a bit more often than I'm used to seeing him dish um, assists out. But I thought he was doing that very well tonight. His passing was... I think on an elite level tonight, he was passing the ball around. Great ball movement from really everybody in that offense. Everybody that played for the Thunder scored tonight, which is pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, SGA just keep doing his thing. We are all just hoping that he goes off in that All-Star game. That's, I think, I think what we all want. Yeah, uh, it, it was a good bounce-back game for SGA after the, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it was a bad game, but it was less than what we usually expect of him. Um, give credit to the Pelicans' uh, defense for what they did that night. But, man, if there was ever a bounce-back game and if there was ever a team you wanted to uh, have the next time, the next game after not having a great game, probably this Houston Rockets team. And, Josh, I totally agree with you. He only had six assists tonight. It seemed like uh, he had a lot more, but that's just because they were getting whatever they wanted on the offensive end, whether that be straight-line drives, three-pointers going in. They were getting to the line at will. I mean, I think the first quarter lasted like 45 minutes because there were so many. I mean, the Techs had something to do with that. There's so many fouls being called. But it was good seeing him get back to form tonight. He went to the line 15 times. That shows you how aggressive he was tonight. And really, as a whole, this this whole Thunder team was pretty aggressive tonight. And why would you not be when the Rockets are, are olaying you on every single close? out right they, they absolutely uh they absolutely were i mean guys there's not like a, a ton to t- take away um as far as like stats wise like giddy didn't play in the fourth lou dort didn't play in the fourth like there's a bunch of guys that just i mean all the starters basically except for uh jay will 
didn't get any fourth quarter minutes. But, um, I, I mean, Josh Giddy tonight was 13 points, six assists, three rebounds, uh, five of ten from the from the field. So 50% there from him. Lou Dort with 15 points. Uh, nice bounce back from him. Didn't shoot it very well from three, but thought he did a bunch of, uh, of, of other things well tonight. I mean, five of nine from the floor. Um, so, I, I mean, listen, there, again, like, like I keep saying, there's not like a ton to take away like stats-wise. Uh, simply because they just played, they really just played three quarters, and honestly, <laughs> they they didn't even need to play the third, like yeah. the, the, the third quarter. It was just you know keep getting some run, keep getting your legs, and send you into all star break. But uh, I mean, uh, I, I talked a little bit about Lou Dort uh, last last game, Josh, and was not impressed at all from yeah. from him uh, offensively, offensively, defensively. Again, we, we kind of hashed thing. that out. Yep. Uh, we kind of hashed that out Monday. There's nothing he could really do. Brandon Ingram was just kind of feeling it. I mean, yeah. he was just absolutely feeling it. There was no, nothing more he could really do. Um, but tonight, I thought he did some good things defensively, like he always does. And then uh, tonight, I mean, again, it, it, it's tough to take a lot away because it is the Rockets, and they are so bad. Which I promise you, we I, I will get to that later uh, <laughs> during five check. They are just so bad, but. Uh, what did you think of Lou Dort kind of bouncing back? Yeah, Lou Dort, I think you're right in that defensive game against New Orleans. Brandon Ingram was just doing what he wants. When there's a hot hand, they kept feeding it, which rightfully so. Every team should do that. Uh, and Lou Dort's an elite defender, and I think that was maybe a little bit of a depressing game for him because we know him as an elite defender. But, like, Brandon Ingram is one of the best at getting that space, getting to his spot, and shooting it very well when he's hot. And uh, there wasn't much Lou, Lou Dort could do. As tonight... This Houston team is really bad, like you said. I don't think we should take much from this game besides maybe that don't be too disappointed what happened last game. Like Brandon Ingram was really hot last game. Lou Dort maybe just had a bad off defensive game. I don't think he had that bad of a game, but Brandon Ingram was just really good. Um, but Lou Dort, I think he's going to keep doing Lou Dort things, keep that defensive high. Offense, though, 5-9 from field, 15 points for him tonight. I like that. I like his offensive output. I like how much he can score and uh, kind of missing that still recently. But, yeah, good things for Lou Dort. I uh, I liked what Lou did tonight. Um, the offense is going to come back. Again, this is, what, his third game back from injury. Right. Um, it's going to come from three, one for five tonight, uh, be, uh, be on the arc. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think he had a pretty good game on the defensive end. I know Jalen Green didn't play the whole game. He went down for about half of it. But, Jay, I mean, I know we've said some things about Jalen Green. I've made some very hot takes about Jalen Green that, I'm, that I still stand behind. But... Lo and behold, he he's still a good scorer. I mean, he can he oh, yeah. can score uh, at will. And Dort held him tonight. I think he only played. I want to say he went. Did he go down sometime like in the third quarter? I believe, or maybe it was right. Before. I think it was second. Anyways, he held him for the minutes he played. The 16 minutes that he played, Lou Dort, primary defender, three of ten from the field for only 14 points. And I'm sure those 14 points were very inefficient. Uh, I'm sure there was those were some selfish shots taken at the beginning, uh, but. All in all, again, this Rockets team can't take much from them. But with it being the last game before the All-Star break, maybe you had some thoughts about maybe some players being checked out early. Um, The Rockets have bitten the thunder in the butt uh, this season. Again, two losses to this Rockets team. They showed up, and Lou Dort was no exception. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, And, two, like, I think one of Jalen Green's threes was off, like, an offensive rebound and kind of like a scramble weird thing. So it wasn't really like yeah. on Lou Dort either too. Right. So I mean like I mean it was just kind of one of those like uh but yeah, I'm with you. Like Jalen Green can absolutely score and uh 
I mean, that's a, that's about the only thing he can he can do well. He's not he's <laughs> not right. playing any defense. That's he's right. not playing any defense. That's yeah. for sure. Um, he's not who we got. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But guys, we got more post game show rolling on. We will get to our tank commander of the game. Drake will take us around the association, and uh, then in the last segment, we'll always do our vibe check. But this is the franchise first take Thunder post game show live from Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up to Tulio in the bar. He will take fantastic care of you, as he always does with us. But more from the Thunder's 133-96 to victory over the Rockets coming up. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder postgame show on 107.7 The Franchise. Majestic Wolf Lamp and his family. This is Galco, which is Hebrew for kindness. Welcome back. 107.7 The Franchise. This is your franchise first take Thunder postgame show. Matt Burton, Josh Connett, Drake Vitito. Josh and I are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come on out. Say what's up to everyone here. But, guys, I think we just need to start it off. We need to start off with the tank commander of the game. We're good! Tanking! Tanking! Through the quad and into the gymnasium! Come on, everybody! Guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like the tank commander... (laughs) I feel like the tank commander is is ESPN, the app. Mm -hmm. And you know why? Why? You remember when I said that they had Justin Jackson on there last time? Yeah. He's obviously got waved. Yeah. I'm not making this up. He's back on that right now. <laughs> He's back on there right now on on the phone oh app right now gosh. of ESPN. Justin Jackson is back on there, um, but he did not log any stats tonight, obviously. So he will not be the tank commander of the game. I think we sure. should. I think we should give it to the Rockets. Yeah, I know Drake. Drake's, Drake's not going to like who is the actual tank commander of the game. The actual tank commander of the game is Aaron Wiggins. Oh, was Drake. a minus eight tonight in ten minutes played. Had six points, two boards, uh, and it was four four from the free throw line. So. Uh, Aaron Wiggins, your tank commander of the game, he did not do a good enough job because uh, there were one, two, three, four, f- only five Rockets players that were in the uh, minus, like in the oh minus, my. right? But in the single digit minus, everyone, everyone else was, was everyone double was in digit. the minus. Yeah, every single person was in the minus, but only five players were in like the single digit minus. Everyone else was <laughs> 10 the, points or more. Even the Thunder's plus minus. All their starters, plus 30, plus 27, plus 25, plus 21, plus 15. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Shout out J-Dub, plus 30, the team high uh, tonight on our trusty uh, plus minus stat. But, yeah, the uh, the plus minuses do not look good for the Rockets. <laughs> and I can't say that they would look good for any team that loses by uh, by 37. I thought, I thought uh, Wiggins did an okay job, though, coming off of a back-to-back. He played with the blue today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think anyone got. And also, can you clear something up? Because the only other player, um, Trey Mann, was a zero on the on the plus minus. Yes. Uh, Eugene Amarui was the other guy, the only other guy besides Aaron Wiggins that was a, a negative. He was minus two. D- can you clear something up? We obviously don't have audio here. Um, whenever we're watching at Flint, um, can you clear something? What was the actual call right there on Boban and Eugene? 
I, I, I have no idea. We're, okay. I, I think they were trying to see if it was like a flagrant one, maybe. But I don't. Right. I have no idea. I was watching without sound on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. Because it, it looked like I don't know. It looked like Eugene like fell into Bobon, and the Bobon just kind of like fell on top of him. Like that was that was my quick little bathroom break. So I missed that play completely, and then I come back, and Eugene just shooting two free throws. So right. not sure. Not sure what happened. Right. Yes. I don't. I'm not sure what what went on there. But hopefully, uh, someone that was watching the game with sound, uh, or that was in the arena, could tell us uh, what happened there because I was very very confused. Uh, at what happened there. Excuse me, guys. We got a lot to talk about, so let's just go. Let's just go straight into uh, around the association, please, Drake. Got to be gentle with her. Cart yep, three, yep, that cart is. Three, cart three, cart three. Treat her nice. Okay, boys, strap in. It's going to be a long one tonight. Nice. Three-hour tour. Road trip. I'm going to try and make it quick. I got two minutes and 50 seconds, so here we go of, <laughs> the, uh, of the song. Uh, Thunder win at home against the Rockets, 133-96. to 96. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 29.6 assists. You already know this, so let's move on. Another West-West matchup. We got the Grizzlies and the Jazz that have already finished. Uh, the Grizzlies taking the win in Memphis, 117-111. to 111. JJJ, Jaron Jackson Jr., 26 points. Nine rebounds, five steals. Shout out Kelly Olenek, though. Haven't said that name in a while. Uh, 28 points, 14 rebounds, six assists. Almost triple-double. Kelly (laughs) O'Klinick. Love that. East-East matchup. The new-look Nets getting a dub against the Miami Heat, 116-105. to Mikhail. Mikhail, if I was European. Bridges. Brooklyn Bridges is his new uh, nickname, by the way. 45 points. Eight rebounds. A career high for Mr. Bridges. Oh, my gosh. Good He's for a fan him. favorite. Gotta Good for be him. Brooklyn. Oh, my God. Quickly moving along in this little uh, trip. Celtics beat the Pistons 127-109. Their final game before the All-Star break. Jason Tatum finishes with 38 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. Staying out east, the Hawks lose at home to the Knicks, who have kind of been catching a little stride lately. 122-101 to was the final score in that one. Jalen Brunson, boardman, gets paid 28 points, 9 rebounds. Another east-east matchup, a team that I love uh, uh, and have been keeping close to the chest this season, lost against the 76ers in Philly. That is the Cleveland Cavaliers taking the L, 118-112. to Joel Embiid, 29 points, 14 rebounds. Another East-East matchup, a team that might be just as bad as the Houston Rockets, if you're talking about expectations. <laughs> the Bulls lose uh, in Indianapolis against the Pacers, 117-113. to 113. Aaron Nesmith, haven't said his name at all this season. 21 points, 7 rebounds. Quick shout-out, Zach Levine, 35 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. 30 seconds to go, three teams. Here we go. Hornets, Spurs. Hornets win 120 to 110. LaMelo Ball, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. I believe that clarifies him as a triple doubler for the night. Two games still going on. Lakers currently lead the Pelicans 49 to 37 in the second quarter. Anthony Davis has nine. Cedric McCollum is back from his injury. He has eight. And finally, with 10 seconds left, I saved the best for last because I am an agenda pusher on this show. (laughs) But when I'm an agenda pusher, I'm also spitting facts. 
The Nuggets currently lead the Mavericks, who are winless with Kyrie. 100 to 88. Eight minutes left in the fourth. They can still get there, but it's Doesn't not. Doesn't look like Kyrie's playing tonight. Oh, is he not? He's out. I don't know if it would have made a difference. Nikola Jokic, <laughs> 13, 13 points, 11 rebounds, the leader in the clubhouse for Denver. Luka has 34 points, 8 assists, and 4 steals. 188, 8 minutes left in the fourth. Gentlemen, that was your around the association. Thank you, Drake. You're such a good driver, man. Thanks. I appreciate that, man. That was I, awesome. Wow. I, I would have beat the time, but I just wanted to poo-poo on the Mavs a little bit. <laughs> that was good. You celebrated a little bit. I did. You celebrated a little bit at the end. Push the agenda. I like it. You yep. love that. That's what we do. Love to see it. Uh, gentlemen, first look uh, tonight of uh, Dario Saric. I like Saric. it. Tonight. Uh, what do we think of uh, Super Dario? The kids are, are dubbing him. I liked him. I liked his hair first off. Kind of looks like yeah. Steven Adams from the neck up. Um, a little a little less weight than Steven Adams, maybe a lot less weight. Um, but his play was really good. I thought he was making some good passes. He has zero assists, um, but making some good passes. None of them lead, led to points. Five rebounds, 12 points, uh, three of three from the free throw line, one of three from deep. I didn't know if he was a deep shooter. Matt clarified he is a shooter. He does shoot. So, yeah, I like him. I like him. Yeah, Sarich is, man, it's, it's going to stink because I don't really know if he's in the Thunder's long-term plans, but, man, it, when you talk about archetypes of, like, this new-look Thunder, he's he's a dude that can do it all, and that's the type of players that the Thunder likes. He there, he had a beautiful behind-the-back pass in transition. He decided, hey, no, SGA, I'm the point guard this time. I'm going to take it up myself, and he looks smooth doing it. I mean, I know he just came off of an ACL tear, um, and maybe his mobility kind of suffered a little bit after that span, but man, he looked great tonight. He knocked down the three with confidence. He dribbled. He he had a couple of one on ones in the post that he scored on. I mean, if he has more performances like this, it it stinks if he's going to be a piece for something bigger. But man, it, when you talk about like what the type of player the Thunder go goes after, Sarge is like right there for a big man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And he's a uh, he's on an expiring contract. Um, so I, I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to try to get into the brain of uh, of Sam Presti. That that's an impossible task. Good point. Um, that I, I've tried to do before, especially, <laughs> and I'll try to do it again around draft night. Yeah. I, I always do it around draft night. I'm always wrong every single time. You so, knew they were going to pick Josh Giddy. Uh, yeah, no, no, I did not at all. <laughs> I was very upset when they drafted Josh Giddy very vocally. As everybody And uh, you know what? I'm I was happily proven wrong. And after the Josh Giddy pick, I will never question a draft pick. Uh, ever again, and especially now after he drafted Jalen Williams at, at twelve. I mean, yeah. what a! Uh, I mean, Dario Sharks. I, I thought he was good tonight. I mean, listen, I think uh, I was texting texting one of my buddies earlier, and it's just like I, I think he's a better overall player than Mike Muscala. Maybe not as good as a shooter um, as Mike, Mike Muscala was, but he's way more versatile uh, on what he can do offensively. And uh, I would just say, I this is just my guess. Just enjoy him these couple months when he's here. I don't. I don't know if he's going to be like. Not saying that he's going to be like a hot commodity. Yeah. No. Not going to be shipped. I just. <laughs> I, I don't know if the Thunder are going to resign him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, further than than this year, but uh, he'll be good to watch right now. And and Ryan Chavin tweeted in earlier. Houston right now says uh, Houston right now single game box score plus minus is overrated. Anyways. Yeah. So I mean that's yeah that's that's exactly what it is they're they're zigging while everyone else is zagging yeah, yeah or they're yeah. zagging while everyone else is zigging so either way it zagging. works i think they're zagging either way it works um and ryan would appreciate this i think dario Sharich looks a little bit like 
a uh, a Croatian Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I don't know. You guys won't get that. I think you I guys won't get Zlatan. Yeah. I probably don't. Um, but Ryan will back me up on that. Are we with, talking with about? Hair. Are we talking about the football player Zlatan? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely I know who you're, I know who that is. I, I couldn't tell you what team he plays for, but I know of him. He plays for AC Milan in Italy now. He's still still doing Ooh. it at forty. He's forty years old, still I'm, doing wow. it. He's I'm more still a, doing it big. I'm more of still, a Paris Saint Germain guy. So. Still doing it big. Well, he used to play for Paris Saint Germain too. He, that's where he, that's <laughs> where he that. played in his glory that. days. Yeah, his he glory knew that. Days. He knew that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Dario starts pretty good tonight. I mean, can't really complain. He's he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while, and uh, you kind of know what you're getting uh, with. Him, he's the but oldest, oldest dude, oldest dude on the team, yeah, oldest guy on the team, Grandpa Charge, is what they're calling him, I think. <laughs> and he's only twenty eight, <laughs> yeah, right? And he's twenty eight years old. That makes so me so old. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I'm twenty nine. Um, so, <laughs> thirty soon. Uh, thirty soon. Yes, at the end of the month, we can go to break. We can go to break. Go to break. Dot com. Welcome back to the Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Thunder Post Game Show on one oh seven seven. The franchise. You know the f- vibes. You know the vibes. Matt Burton, Josh Connett, Drake Vitito. We are your franchise first take Thunder post game show. Josh and I are here at Flint Restaurant underneath the Cold Court Hotel. Come on out, say what's up to Tulio. Uh, I believe they are open till eleven. Uh, grab a couple drinks. Their small bites menu has chicken fingers, jalapeno hush puppies, all the good stuff. On that is still. Uh, open until the place closes. So come on out, say what's up uh, to everyone here, and they will take fantastic care of you, gentlemen. All right, we've uh, we, we've teased this enough, and everyone knows what's coming next. It's a vibe check. You know the f- vibes. You sure you're all good? No, I'm actually not good, man. Can I tell you something? Yeah, bro. Yeah. The vibes off, man. Uh, the, the park vibe? Yeah, the park vibe's off, man. Get real, dude. Your vibe's off. Is it noticeable? Is it noticeable? I, I don't know. I think I feel like I bring in some good vibes. All right, you have four minutes to tell me what the f- is going on. I, I don't know, man. I, I, th- I thought my vibe was chill, bro. No, well, you thought wrong. So, that's your that's your that's your bad. <laughs> Let's get a vibe check. Let's go, Drake. Give us your vibe check, sir. Okay. I'm going to make this real simple. Bad vibes? Houston Rockets. And I'm judging both of you <laughs> if the Houston Rockets are also not your bad vibes. Oh, mine, yeah, mine was I always re- going to be the Houston I Rockets. I already <laughs> kind of went on a tirade about um, them kind of getting off scot-free, not being called the stain of the NBA, and for some reason that, was, that blame was shifted on the Thunder. I just feel bad for the players, man. I really do. Uh, I feel bad for the Jabari Smiths of the world, and I feel bad for the Sin Guns of the world, and I feel bad for the Tari Eason's of the world that have to play in an organization like this because it's horrible, top to bottom. I saw a, a clip last week of, of Silas. Uh, it looked like he was acting. Like, he was, <laughs> he, was, he was talking about the team's defensive effort against one of the other teams, and he was slamming his hands down, but he was, like, smiling as well. It, it, it's just uh, it's such a poorly run team top to bottom. I'm not even talking about just the players. I'm talking about the coaching staff, the front office. 
I don't care if they win the Victor Wimbignana sweepstakes next year. It's not going to be like a LeBron James effect where he goes to Cleveland and he pushes that team to an Eastern Conference Finals and a Finals on top of that because of how good he is. I don't care how good Victor Wimbignana is. You cannot save the organization that is the Houston Rockets. There's going to have to be some, some, some large changes within the organization before anything positive can happen. But... So they're they're my bad vibes. Sorry, I kind of went off there. You're good. <laughs> um, they're they're just an embarrassment of the league, and that's I'll leave it at that. It's it's not good down there in Houston. Uh, good vibes. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with Sarich. Sharich. Um, I was kind of unsure because he could have played last game against the Pelicans, and he didn't get to play at all, which kind of worried me. I was like, okay, are we just going to sit him the whole time he's here? Or, you know, he has some value. Uh, Lo and behold, he played tonight, and uh, we pretty much got the Sharich experience tonight. We got a little bit of what he's good at everywhere around the court. He was switching on defense. He can defend multiple positions, even with that ACL tear. He did look a little slow, looked a little gimpy, but... Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he ever, you know, gets that full momentum, that full side-to-side speed uh, back. But I loved what he was doing on the offensive end. I mean, he w- he w- he was getting rebounds. He was a good passer. Um, was comfortable taking the ball up in transition, which you know is is a delicacy, you know, these days with your with your power forwards and your centers. But um, knocked down to knocked down to three as well. Uh, was perfect from the free throw line. Uh, it's about as much as you could ask for him in his first game. He he just he just slotted in perfectly, and I think you know that's more of a credit to what this Thunder team is, the pieces that we have built around SGA. I think he's so seamlessly fits in because his game meshes so well with the team's you know agenda. So I'm gonna go bad vibes Rockets, good vibes Sarich. Love that. I love those picks. I love your bad vibes pick specifically, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick them. I know Matt's gonna pick them. I'm yep. not gonna pick them. Yep. I'm gonna go with something else, a little more obscure. I'm going with the three point line for the Thunder. They were nine of thirty four from deep tonight. We know they broke their record of points scored for the franchise history last time they played the Rockets. If they shoot a little better from deep, I think they also break it tonight. I think they get to 150, 155, somewhere around there. At least get close to the record, maybe break it. I'm all for history being broken. Um, you, you see SGA missing both of his shots. Our main three-pointers, Trey Mann and Isaiah Joe, being both one of three from deep. It just wasn't a good night from deep, and I think if you do that, you beat this Rockets team by even more, which they deserve. So I agree with you guys. Rockets are a horrible organization. Good vibes. It is going to Jalen Williams, Jay Will, tonight because he set his career high in rebounds. 16 rebounds tonight. A ton of boards. Um, the man was still surprising me, honestly. The last month or so, I feel like the man has been taking great, great strides in his game to further himself and be a very good piece for this very young Thunder team. Eight points is not that much, but 16 boards, two steals, uh, two of five from deep, three of nine from the field, 26 minutes. That's solid. I think he had a solid game. He's just building on that resume that he's been having for the last month or two, and I love to see it because I really, I was getting a little scared. I was getting a little scared that J-Dub is kind of outshining for his name, Jalen Williams, and J-Will was kind of just taking the back seat to him, but I feel like now they're kind of competing with each other, at least in a way. J-Dub's obviously still better and still playing better, uh, but J-Will's performing now to where I think he's still a good pick and a good piece for the future of this Thunder team. So, uh, J-Will, yeah, good vibes. I love it. I love it. Good job. Good job, guys. Uh, 
Okay, so here I promised my my diatribe here of the Houston Rockets because they are my bad vibes. Okay, this is this is one time where I wish because I feel like my good vibes are gonna have to be short. So this is one time I wish that the good vibes was first, so I could just go straight, like you know, <laughs> give a little bit of time to that, and then. But I like that. These are the rules. Them's the rules. Bad Definitely vibes rules. go first. Nobody ever messed it no, up. No, no one ever has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Houston Rockets. I like some of their young talent. I like Jabari Smith Jr. Me too. Uh, I like I like Alperin Shingun. I like Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. In the right situation, I think I would like Jalen Green. Hmm. I don't know if I would, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I would like Jalen yeah, yeah. Green if he's not the number one guy, which he okay. is kind of de facto number one guy, and there's no real, uh, especially now that they got rid of Eric Gordon, there's no veteran presence there. So there's no one there telling him, hey, man, what, what you're doing is not yep. working. This is not happening. And, uh, I mean, we all remember John Wall's, um, you know, his podcast appearance on, on uh, I believe it was Theo Pinson's uh, yeah. podcast. And I every single thing he was saying that was wrong about the Rockets and, like, hey, these young guys, like, some of these young guys just don't get it. Like, this is not what the mm-hmm. league is. Like, this, is, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Yeah. I felt like he was talking directly towards Jalen Green. Mm-hmm. Um, now this this isn't what's wrong what's wrong with them at all. Uh, Steven Silas, I don't think he's a good coach. I, I do not think he's a good coach, um, especially on, on a team that's going to tank. Now Steven Silas, he whenever he took over the job, he thought he was getting a team that was a playoff contender with James Harden on it. So I get that you know you think you're taking one job and all of a sudden Harden wants out and. You know, you're basically start starting from scratch. You're you're coaching in a rebuild when you thought you were taking over a team that was going to be in the playoffs year in year out. Steven Silas said this uh, on the 15th of what is today? Oh, that was today. He said this today. Uh, Steven Silas on Jabari Smith Jr. quote He is young and trying to find his way. Jabari has grit and toughness and tries defensively, and he's not given much at all. I don't run any plays for Jabari. <laughs> it it just feels like if you got a six ten kid that's nineteen years old, the number three pick in the draft. Some people thought he should be the number one pick in the draft and can shoot it lights out. I feel like you might try to draw some stuff up for him. Um, if, just maybe um, that they they don't have any of their picks. They traded away all of their own picks, yep. right, to help appease James Harden, all that stuff. They obviously recouped some of the uh, some picks uh, by trading James Harden, trading other players. Uh, like that. I think they traded PJ Tucker and got a, a first round pick, something like that. Um, so they've done okay recouping some of that. But man, this culture is just not like not only that. Like Kevin Porter Jr., he didn't play today, and I feel like him and Jalen Green are basically carbon copies of each other. It's just like I don't, I don't see the culture being good there. Um, I, I just don't see a way out uh, until they get. Until they get some veteran presence there that can help them help guide some of these young guys in the, in the right way and get get a coach that's worth that's worth a damn. Uh, honestly, I mean, I, I just don't think, and, and I don't, I just I, I don't like where they're going. I, I see no way forward. They're going to have to have some major, yeah, yeah. major changes. And a little, it's just bad. And a little mini Captain Save a Bro session that the pregame does is, is that Jalen Green? Is that who you're taking? Um, you think I, see, be I, I think if he, I think if he's in the right situation, he could yeah. be, he he could be really good. Because I mean, yeah. he can absolutely score. Like he, he is a great a score. scorer. Yeah. But he's got to have someone there to be like, hey, this that's not all we need you for. Like that's yeah, not yeah. all we need you for. Yeah. Um, if we're doing so a Save a Bro, it's got to be yeah. Jabari. I'm taking Jabari before yeah, I'm yeah, taking Jalen. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
But J- Jalen, I, I think like now this is crazy to say about a former number two pick uh, in the draft, but for him, like I, he would be great in the six man role. Yeah, like a Jordan Clarkson role, something like that. Like, hey, come in against these second team guys and just shoot, just yeah, score. That's all we off. need you for. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and then if you're if you're hot, man, we'll we'll close the game with you. You're gonna be you're gonna be you know passing a little bit more, but yeah. you know I, I think he'd be good in that role. But I, I don't know, man. I, I just uh, yeah, Saver Bro would definitely be Jabari Smith Jr. I just. I feel bad for him. A story came out too that the Thunder had a a, a promise to him that, that. that he was going to promise, uh, or that he, the Thunder were going to Thunder draft him yeah. uh, this year. I, I don't think that they thought Chet Holmgren would be available because I yep. think Chet Holmgren was their number one guy um, always. And then yeah, Orlando played them taking Paolo very very close to the vest yeah. up until the last second basically. Um, so yeah, I think. I, I, just, I feel bad. I feel yeah. bad for Jabari Smith. I feel bad for a lot of the young guys uh, there in Houston because they got they have zero zero direction. Yeah. The turning I feel like um, Captain Savibro for them is just wide open, just because right, it is yeah. such a bad. Him, like, I love Tari Eason. Like yeah, I, I, there's I, a lot I of players. You could pick any of them. You probably make an argument yeah. for it. So the turning point for me was when the video surfaced on Twitter last year that uh, uh, Jalen Green was buying a chain on the bench. Like he was signing, he was. I was just like, okay, what are we? Like, what are we? What, yeah, are what we, is happening? What are we actually doing here? Like during a game, he was just on the bench. Right, uh, right. It's, it's not a good look. Lot, not a good look. Bad look, top to bottom. And this is what's crazy. The my fi- final point here is, and it goes back to when Drake said, you know, the the Thunder, the Black Eye of the NBA. Yeah. The Thunder have been bad the exact same amount of time the Rockets have. That's, that's a fact. When, the, th- when yeah, the Thunder yeah. played the Rockets in the bubble, that was the last year the Rockets were good, too. Mm. That was the last year the Thunder were good. Last year the Rockets were good. Uh, let's go twenty from 2020-2021 season to now. Let's just go wins by year from the Thunder. When, when This is peak when the Thunder were the black eye of the NBA, when they were signing 10-day guys, G League guys to contracts to play 45 minutes for them in a game. Yep. Thunder in 2020, 22 and 50 was the record. Not good. Not good. That same year, the Rockets were 17 and 55. <laughs> the next year, the Thunder were 24 and 58. The Rockets were 20 and 62. This year, Thunder 27 and 29. Rockets 13 and 44. Sorry, the 13 and 45 now. These aren't updated. Yep. The, the Thunder are 28 and uh, 29. So, kind of I just, I just, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. People see the small market of OKC. I think, you know what I really think is that, sorry, I'm going on a whole other diatribe here, um, but this, it really grinds my gears. You can tell. Yeah, go for um, it. What I really think is, I think Sam Presti pissed people off. Because he's he started a rebuild doing it better than anyone had done it before. Yeah. He had control of all of his future picks, and he traded Paul George for a record amount of picks Insane and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. <laughs> like, I, I think it pissed people off because he did it way better than anybody else. He got an insane head start, yeah. maximized his options, and I think people I think that pissed people off. Yeah. To speak on Drake's point real quick before you go good vibes, this is a yeah, long time yeah, yeah, I know, sorry. But, uh... Drake's point, and I've heard Brandon Rabar say it on pregame too, is just that the Thunder being the black eye of the league, it's just not fair. Like, it's really not, because they have been doing things, I would say, the right way, because Sam Presti built this team and traded for picks and 
kind of kept things in his control and did it his own way, in which you said people are probably upset because he done it like it's never been done before, the best way possible for this Oklahoma City team. And people are probably upset, but the fact that they're the black guy of the league is just it's messed up because yeah. they are doing it the right way. And look at them now, almost 500, probably going to make a play-in push, I would say. And uh, that's really great for the super, super youngest team in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sorry. I'll get to my good vibes now. Good vibes. <laughs> get to my good vibes now. <laughs> uh, you, you actually took my – mine was going to be Jay Will. Uh, so I will – what happens when that happens? I'll take the layup. I'm going Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Nice. Uh, 29.6 assists for him tonight. 8 of 16 from the field. 13 of 15 from the free throw line. Basically what he always does. Oh, he did that in three quarters, by the way. Didn't have to play uh, at all in the fourth quarter. Um, so shout out to Shea. And good vibes because he's going to have a good weekend. It's All-Star Fox. weekend. He's going to ha- be in his first All-Star game. So shout out to him. Shout out to Giddy and uh, J-Dub for playing in the Rising Stars game as well. I know we'll all be tuning in uh, to that. But, fellas. Wow. Quick question before we uh, we don't have a we don't have a post game before All Star game obviously right how many points does SGA score let's all take our guesses Drake it's such a toss up because you don't know yeah, you don't how know many how minutes he's going to play, play. yep uh, I'll go I'll go twenty nice yeah give me I, I, I was kind of thinking around that yeah, I was yeah. thinking around that like fifteen twenty somewhere around there. And also depends weirdly too because of what team they get drafted to. They're drafting like right, right then right and there too, so you don't, you don't really know. If, yeah. if he was on a team with Luka Doncic, mm. I would say he gets more than that because Luka very much so dislikes. Just kind of blows off. He yeah. just kind of blows off the All Star yeah, game. He he's like, care. he's like, yeah, I don't yeah. care. So I'll play because yeah. I'm a starter. I'll play for a couple minutes, loaf around, and then I'll sit on the bench the entire rest of the game yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't really care about it. So I'll speak into existence. Yeah. I'll go over twenty. I'll take like twenty four, twenty five somewhere around there. I I hope he goes off. I like it. I hope uh, J J Dub and uh, and Giddy. I hope Same they show team. out as well. Same team. That's nice. I know, right? That's awesome. I, I hope they show out uh, as well. But fellas, uh, it's about to be All Star break. So I mean, you're not going to hear us for a while. So uh, eight days? I mean, Is it eight days? I think so. Yeah, I think next Thursday, I believe. Um, Is that a home game? Let me check. I'm back here. Is We're, that correct? The 23rd it is Utah, at Utah. At Phoenix, and then versus Sacramento. Um, so Sunday, we're gonna, February 26th. We've got 11 days, probably. We're going to have some uh, some some studio shows, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, we, and the Thunder yeah. have not played Utah yet this season. we still got Utah four times, baby. <laughs> That's actually Insane. crazy. Wow. Insane. But, fellas, I think we should uh, one, two, three Cancun this right now and uh, and head on to All-Star break. Should we do it? Uh, this like, actually? Been... like, actually? Like, one, two, three Cancun. We can. We can. After after uh, uh, we right. talk about the good people at Flint here. Of course. Uh, at the Colcord Hotel, always taking great care of us. Come on out to Flint. Uh, they got roses on the table still uh, for Valentine's Day. They're taking fantastic care of us, as always. Shout out to Tulio in the bar. He is the man. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Josh's girlfriend Elise and my girlfriend Erica. They came, uh, they came up here with us. A little little double date uh, action tonight before we head out to uh, to All Star break. Um, but fellas, I think I think it's I think it's time. Are Let's we do doing it? it? One, yep, one, two, two three, three, Cancun. Cancun.